Plant Fam. Welcome to Wind Down the Week with Angie. I'm your host, Angie, and owner of Steel City Plant Company here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. This podcast is brought to you by Soltech Solutions. Today, we chat with Tanner Mitchell. Tanner, along with his wife, Erica, are the owners of North Texas-based plant shop called Famous in Oregon. Tanner grew up in Pilot Rock, Oregon, always surrounded by beautiful greenery and the mountains. He began his plant collecting journey because of missing his lush hometown. Tanner has seen firsthand the immense benefits of having plants to take care of, But he's also quick to point out that to get the real benefits of growing, you can't just read about plants. It's about personal interactions with plants and getting your hands dirty. Welcome, Tanner. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. Thanks so much for being here. We're so excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. It's a great opportunity. I always, I never miss out on an opportunity to speak about plants. I love the opportunity to talk to another plant shop owner. That's what I get super pumped about because we can commiserate a little bit. <laughs> commiserate. <laughs> All right. So we're going to kick it off with an icebreaker called Petal and Bud. Petal is something that happened recently that you were excited about. Bud is something that's coming up soon that you're excited about. So I'll kick it off. Um, Petal. So something that just happened recently, I would say, hmm. Ooh, the tree lighting ceremony in Bethlehem. So we are Christmas City USA. It's a very big deal. We take it very seriously. I work for the Chamber of Commerce and we plan the tree lighting ceremony. We had 5,000 people jam-packed into the City Hall Plaza and I'm responsible for planning that event. So it was just really cool to see all the hard work pay off and people came out and had a really, really beautiful time. It's like a Hallmark movie. So wow, excited yeah. about that. Yeah. And it was actually, this leads me to Bud, what I'm excited about. That was actually my last event in that job. So I'm starting a new job going to work for the new mayor of Bethlehem. Um, He is taking office January. So we'll take office together January 3rd. Wow. Congratulations on the new job. That's really exciting. How cool. Thank you. Really exciting. It was a great way to close out my career with the chamber with an awesome tree lighting ceremony. I was going to say, it must be real. I mean, that's if you're going to end a career in a spot, I mean. Yeah, that's oh, how you do it, right? Great magical time of the year. Culminate this big event that you planned. That's really nice. Yeah. How about you? What's going on? So I guess my, my, my pedal is also going to be about the, the, the Christmas season. So every year uh, at our shop, with a shop like Famous in Oregon, you can't really not bring in Christmas trees. So we bring trees from Oregon, um, which is kind of funny because that's actually one of the reasons why it's called Famous in Oregon is that plants are famous in Oregon. And Christmas trees are Oregon's number one export. So we export some down here to Texas. And uh, of course, everybody locally that's from the Northwest just absolutely loves it. So we have kicked off our Christmas season as well with our really cute Christmas tree lot. So that's probably the thing that I'm most excited about right now. Just we've got all the decorations going. We've got our photo op going. And of course, the smell. You can't really beat of, uh, of live Christmas trees. So that's fantastic. That's awesome. I We'll get into it. I have so many questions about what <laughs> Christmas looks like in Texas. But we're going to play a drinking game. So what are you drinking today? I know you're oh, leaving me hanging. Got to do my bloom part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bloom. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to, well, whenever you're a business owner and 
coincidentally in this case, a plant shop owner as well, I think we always look forward to springtime. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really looking forward to springtime, not just because of like the warmer weather and all the, you know, plants are coming out of, of, of dormancy, but there's just a lot of really great things coming up. A lot of things that are happening, um, a fresh new year, you know, every year you get a little bit better, hopefully in yeah. a, a business owner and when you're a plant parent. And uh, so I'm just really excited for that new life. I'm excited for, for, for the holidays as well, you know, but as a business owner, again, you're a couple months ahead of time or at yep. least weeks, you know. So now that we have uh, gotten and experienced our excitement of, of, of the fall and, and the winter months now, I'm looking forward to spring for sure. Nothing as a plant shop owner, nothing beats spring. You know, like the holidays are amazing. Obviously, there's gift giving, but spring is spring and people just get so excited. They're out and about. They're happier. The plants are happier. And as you said, we're already ahead of ourselves. So we're ordering for spring and what, huh. you know, get Easter gifts and Mother's Day and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, it's always fun to see what we can do better this year than last. Yeah. And a great time for progression and new life and the sun shining. It's great. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, now for our drinking game. So I am today, I'm drinking mead. Have you ever had mead? I've never had a mead. I've only read about it in books. <laughs> it's so good. So it is a liquor made from wine, uh, honey. So it's like a honey wine, not from grapes, from honey. So very cool fermented honey. It's called Bamiata Apple Bum, and it's from Colony Meadery on the south side of Bethlehem here in town. So they're a great local business. And thanks to Colony Meadery for sponsoring today. Absolutely love your mead and recommend trying mead to anybody because it's a very fun, different taste. It's hard to explain until you've had it. That's pretty cool. I might have to try one of those. Yeah. And you are drinking water, right? I've Cheers got to that. Water. I mean, it's just barely five o'clock here. So, I mean, I gotta be, I gotta be good for someone, you know, it's six 11 here. So I am, I'm ready to go. Go for <laughs> I'll it. I'll drink for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still going to play a drinking game. We are going to play two truths and a lie plant <laughs> edition. So it needs to be about your plants, two okay. truths, one lie. Um, I guess I'll kick it off. So two truths and a lie. Okay. Let me think. My favorite plant is a Hoya. My cats don't bother any plants in my apartment. And I really enjoy misting my plants. What do you think is my lie? I would say your lie is uh, your favorite plant is a Hoya. That is my truth. So oh. you should drink some water. Okay. <laughs> it's newly my favorite plant because it just bloomed. So it's a whole thing. I'm on a kick now. I It's been seven years that I've had this Hoya. And I was like, meh, like you're cool, but I don't know, nothing special. And then it bloomed and now my mind is blown and I need all of the Hoyas so that they can bloom because it is so rewarding to wait seven years for something to flower. And the then for the first flower year. to be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's and great. It 
it smelled amazing. It was gorgeous. So now I'm like, I got to see what all the blooms look like. So my, my lie was that my cats leave all of my plants alone. Mm. It is somewhat true in the fact that they leave my real plants alone. We have an apartment. So there is only one big window that we can put the real plants in and then a bunch of dark corners. Mm-hmm. So we have the Soltec lights in a lot of rooms to to help with that. But, you know, in the bathroom, in the dark bathroom, we'll, I'll admit, have a fake plant or two that just for the aesthetic of it, take up the corner. I know, I know, I know. But we do because of it being, you know, worrying about the cat, something being on the floor, not yeah. elevated. We'll just throw like a really nice fake plant in the corner to spruce it up. So that why- is what my cats bother. Gotcha. So you do enjoy missing your plants then, I guess. I do. I do. I love it. It's very therapeutic. But um, yeah, so just a warning to all the cat parents out there. Fake plants are not necessarily safe for your cats. My cat licks the plastic plant obsessively, and he got an ulcer on the tip of his tongue from doing it. So I've since had to throw out all the fake plants. And elevate any toxic ones so that he just can't get to anything. But yeah. You know, I, on that note as well, I've, I don't know if they still make them this way, but I do know that at least some of the older versions of faker plants, the material that they make as it like, as it like ages and like dries out, so to speak, the, the plastic or, you know, whatever they're made out of, um, has some sort of toxic ingredients in it as well. I want to say formaldehyde, but don't quote me on that, please. But uh, someone yeah. to our store and just like spouted off this big old long thing about how even toxic plants are more healthy for your pets than fake plants. <laughs> Agreed. That, which I thought was really interesting. Because most toxic plants for pets, I mean, there's some that are awful and you have to do your research. Yeah. But most of them, it just means they're going to get an upset stomach and puke it up. Like. Exactly. This was a whole ulcer on his tongue. He had to be on medication for a month. Like it was not good. So no more fake plants in our house, which is good anyway. It was time. It was time to move on from that life. I'm with you. Okay, you're up. Two okay. truths and a lie. Two truths. Okay. Um, two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Plant edition. Okay. Um, I don't grow any outdoor plants. I have two greenhouses and cacti are my favorite uh family of plants i would say that you don't have two greenhouses i do have two greenhouses oh so are cacti not your favorite no they're probably my least (laughs) i have to drink twice now or once okay so i got that one okay i agree with you on that I, like I said, I like to miss my plants. I like to love on my plants and the cacti just want me to leave them alone. And I can't, I can't get with that lifestyle. So then I overlove them and they make them very unhappy. For me, it's a lot about, cause I like to decorate with our plants so much and there are no like low light cacti. Right. There's so much you can do with cactus, you know, like mm-hmm. as far as decorating goes, you're very limited. Right. For sure. I have. I do. I did just invest in two very big ones mm-hmm. because I don't have to grow them to that point. They're already there. So I'm like, okay, let me try this. Yeah. And I got a Soltec light to hang over just the two of them. 
Perfect. And they are flowering now, which I am dead. I cannot. I like, because I've never had success with a cactus like that before. To actually see a giant one flowering is insane. So we had a similar experience. I'd never seen, uh, I guess it's not technically a cactus. So it's the Euphorbia ingens. Oh, yeah. And um, we had ours, we have ours at the shop under a Soltec light. And it's the first time I've ever seen them bloom in person. So it yep. was really cool to be able to uh, see that inside in store, you know. Blooms in general on plants are just so rewarding. It's just the culmination of all, you know, if you stressed about it or if you forgot about it or whatever the case may be, when it all culminates into the little bloom, it's just like, it's the best. It's really hard to beat. I agree. All right. Well, let's hear about you. I want to hear all about your plant shop. So how long has it been open? We opened two mothers ago. So I guess about a year and a half. Okay. We signed the paperwork on for the lease. And I think like four days later, it was a hundred percent lockdown, you know, from uh, the pandemic. So we were like, oh, this must, this might be like, the worst decision we've ever made, uh, but it turned out to, to be great. Um, we spent about six weeks renovating everything and then we're able to open up. Um, so yeah, we've been open for about a year and a half. It's been going really well. Nice, very similar in that sense. We actually started as a pop-up shop a year ago, about a little more than a year ago and opened our brick and mortar location six months ago. So same thing, right in the middle of that pandemic and but I also think that was, you know, a silver lining for us. The people were wanting houseplants. There was limited access to houseplants where we are. So it was kind of the perfect time, even though that sounds crazy because it was a pandemic and trying to run a business. It was, as you know, just insane. But we had out so far. We had a similar experience. Um, it seemed to be the perfect timing. You know, people wanted to have plants for their Zoom calls in the background. Right. Uh, Thing home more so they you know wanted to beautify their their spaces so we kind of saw the same sort of trend luckily i mean we didn't we've been open for business we've been selling online for about four years as mm -hmm. a of the planter um, but that's when we opened up that brick and mortar store famous in oregon but yeah i mean it was kind of a silver lining for us as well so it's neat to know that there are similar experiences for people who opened up at the same time yeah so what's Christmas like where you're at? What's, I mean, it's just such a big thing here. Again, we're a Christmas city, so it's wild. Um, but I've never been somewhere warmer. Well, I'm sure it's not, uh, I mean, if you're Christmas town America, I'm sure it cannot compare for sure. <laughs> I would say it's similar to anywhere else you would be. Um, really, the only warm part of Texas that's warm year round is the southern half. Okay. Uh, North Texas, like where we live, I mean, we will get, we don't get a lot of snow, but we'll get snow maybe every other year, but it's very routinely, you know, in, uh, in mid to late December and January, it's very common for it to be in like the thirties. So, oh, wow. Because it definitely gets cold here. We are zone eight B, which is, uh, very similar to like, uh, well, actually Northwest, uh, Oregon, uh, okay. Oregon is in uh, 8B, zone, gardening zone 8B as well. So most folks think Texas, it's always hot. It's really only hot from about uh, central Texas down. 
That is so interesting. Yeah, I am in that category that thought that Texas was just warm. So yeah, yeah, that's nice. I think it is nice when it gets a little chilly around the holidays. Got it. Yeah, we have we have all four seasons for sure, very distinctly. That's awesome. I love having all four seasons here. It's one of my favorite things about living in the Northeast. Yes, yeah, just... we just don't deal with much snow. So. <sighs> Yeah, lucky you. It was snowing here today already, and it's actually pretty early in the season for it to be snowing like that. So, yeah. like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> it was 75 here today. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it was about 32 today and snowing. So, yeah. Yeah, but I don't mind it too much. All right. So, where did you pick your name from for the plant shop? My wife actually uh, came up with the name. So, when we very first started, like I said, we were only selling online and we were very unsure how things were going to go. We actually had a business partner starting out. She had her own business. We were kind of sharing the building and she has her own big brand. And we had to come up with a name that fit both of us. Hmm. She actually is famous in Oregon and we, uh, our plants are famous in Oregon. And so uh, my wife, Erica, came up with the name Famous in Oregon that, that really fit both of our uh, our brands really well. I love that so much. That's an yeah. awesome name. Very, again, similar situation. So my company is Steel City Plant Company, but our brick and mortar, once we decided to open a shop, we went in with partners. Um, you can see their sign behind me, Domasi Flea. So they have vintage and flea items. So the name of our actual storefront is Plants Plus Vintage. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So there's just a sign that says plants and vintage upstairs and I'm the plants, they're the vintage. And unlike our store, yours is very uh, particular and they know what they're getting into when they just read the sign. <laughs> there's, exactly. there's a ton of curiosity when it comes to our store. I mean, half the time people are just peek in, they're like, yeah, I just wanted to see what's in here. And then they're like, bye. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh man, that is funny. And that's, Interesting. We're on the second floor. So I feel like a lot of our interest too is just like opening the door and they're like, what? Like, where does this lead? I always say we're like the speakeasy of plants. Like you really don't know what you're walking into until you're up here and it's a whole different world. But open up the secret bookcase to find the plants. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say like one of your best selling plants is at the shop? And then verse what you recommend as a new plant for a new plant parent? It would all be the same definitively because we check every month. It's uh, Sansevieria, it's snake plants. Um, far and away, they've been at our, our top seller since day one. Wow. And really, that goes a long way towards our, a lot of our clients are mostly, they're not like plant collectors. They're not trying to find the rare stuff. They're, find, they're trying to decorate their homes with Pinterest same. or Instagram kind of plants, you know. Same. Because it is hot around here for most of the year, um, a lot of Texas homes, most Texas homes, at least where we live, are built to keep the sun out. A lot of overhanging uh, porches, especially on the south side of your house, almost everybody has a porch on the south side of their house to keep it out um, so that it's a little bit more shaded. So we have a lot of low light tolerant plants. So a snake plant is a home run every time. It's low light tolerant. Uh, drought tolerant, you know, all the things. So yeah. inner friendly, we, 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 we push those a lot or we, we recommend those a lot to people because they're just so easy and they do well in our low light homes here in Texas. That's awesome. I am bummed. I love snake plants. We don't carry them in our shop. We are, we specialize in pet friendly plants. 
So 99.9% of everything we carry is non-toxic to pets. We carry a couple things that people just consistently ask for. Um, so we'll have a few of those or like the large floor plants because there's just not many that are non-toxic. Right. But we mark them as such. So I do have FOMO sometimes though when I see beautiful snake plants. I'm like, I wish we could have them in our store. I don't know. Once we have a bigger space, I want to have one whole side of the shop be like the beautiful toxic plants. Mm. I just have a sign up that says toxic and then everything else be non-toxic. <laughs> that's very inviting. Beautiful and toxic. Toxic. Come by me. <laughs> I feel like that's a mood or like some kind of a meme or something that should be. I know. Like I'm feeling a Britney Spears meme coming yeah. on with toxic. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> so what advice do you give out most to plant parents in your shop? Oh, easily. And all of our employees can attest to this. It's about lighting. Yeah. 100% lighting, uh, probably only secondary to, or uh, coming in second place would probably be watering. Um, lighting is what people get wrong the most. You know, they they perceive bright light as what they are seeing with their eyes, like they are judging it, and to them it's bright light. Mm -hmm. But we're, we always tell people, like, when you come in, when you come indoors from outside, your pupils are going to uh, they're going to get larger so that it lets in more light. So even a low light scenario to a plant can look very bright to you just because our pupils will you know, restrict and dilate um, to let in more or less light so that we can depict images depending on how much light is in your area. Right. We, do, we spend a lot of time educating people on how to determine the difference between bright light, medium light, and low light, and then help them to find a plant that will fit the situation that they have. How do you go about, like, do you have, I don't know, a go-to explanation of explaining to people the differences between those lighting situations? Because I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about that because I think everybody struggles with that. The biggest thing, of course, is uh, the plant's view of the sky. So we always say, imagine the leaf of the plant is an eyeball. Are those eyeballs looking at unobstructed blue sky or are they looking at your covered patio or are they looking at the neighbor's house or a big giant mature tree? Mm -hmm. and if that's the case. Even if you're in a massive south facing window that's a covered that has a covered patio, that's still low light. Yeah, because most people know that, you know, south is very bright and north is maybe not as uh, long, long exposure to to sunlight. So really honing in on that plant's view of the sky helps people to determine um, bright light, medium light, and low light a lot more effectively than just perception. Right. So I know what your favorite plant is not. What is your favorite plant? My favorite plant family would have to be orchids uh, for sure. They're endlessly fascinating and there's just so many to learn about and they grow and adapt in so many different ways. Um, so that's my favorite plant family. Usually people ask me what my favorite like personal plant is mm -hmm. with our, our Monstera Deliciosa. It's just a, it's basic. I know it's basic. There's nothing special about it except I got it when it was really small and I had a vision for it to just be one vine that's almost like a tree. And oh. I've been shaping it and training it for several years. And uh, I, I have finally mm -hmm. kind of reached like that picture that I've always had in my mind. 
So that's what I'm most proud of. That's my favorite plant <laughs> in our personal collection, just because of all the work that it's taken to get there. What's your recommendation for people who would want to do that same sort of thing? To train a monstera that way? Yeah. Oh man, it's a lot of hacking. <laughs> it's a lot of hacking. It's a, it's a lot of patience. I mean, it's every year it's, I decide, okay, I'm going to remove these two or three leaves uh, or, or, or these couple of vines because you can't take away too much energy at once. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a fine balance to maintain. And so, you know, this year I took off, you know, these two leaves and the plant put out two more leaves. It's, it's tall. It's like almost seven feet tall. So, I mean, you're only getting one or two new leaves, maybe three at most a year. It, wow. It, at that point, it's, you, you know, you're not popping out a ton of plants. It's one, yeah. it goes up and it's massive, you know, so I would recommend uh, a lot of chopping and just letting it just patience, you know, and of course you have to have it on the on the, on the moss pole. It's not strong enough to, uh, mm -hmm. it'll break otherwise. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That I, I want to try it now, even though it sounds really hard and like a lot of patience. Like an actual moss, moss pole. It's actually just a cedar mm -hmm. fence picket. I'm okay. out. I'm, my ultimate goal. This would like complete the vision is if I could find a piece of driftwood big enough to house the thing because it is sort of in, a, in an organic shape and I don't like the standard stick straight up and down like I'm not really that fond of those kind of moss poles. I want yeah. something more organic and kind of flowy so as soon as I find a big chunk of driftwood I might have to take a road trip I don't know what it's going to take but <laughs> got to find that and then it will be complete. How did you get into plants in the first place? You know I grew up with a lot of plants. My grandma, my great grandma, my dad has a lot of plants, had a lot of plants. He's, we've always had a lot around us, a lot of house plants, big gardens. Um, everywhere around me is, you know, where I grew up, a bunch of trees, farmland. So I'm very familiar with, that's always been around me as growing up. I moved to Texas about 11 years ago. And have you, if you've ever been to Texas, at least no. North Texas, most of Texas is extremely flat. So okay. going from a place that's very mountainous, you always have plants around you, you always have green around you to going to just flat. And if you ask me kind of ugly, yeah. Texas, um, it, it affects you. Like we would escape, I would, we would go camping and rock climbing in like Arkansas to go and get like the mountain fix and like the greenery and you know, all the plants and stuff. But then we just decided, you know, uh, I'm the decorator in the house. And so uh, I was just reading and it said, you know, if you have an awkward space, maybe try a plant there. And um, I always tell people we have a lot of awkward spaces because there's like 150 plants in here now. <laughs> so that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it started. I just brought in, you know, I was, I was missing the, the greenery and the plants and that feel and yeah. I started bringing some of the plants in that I remember my grandparents caring for and my dad had, um, you know, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. So what is your, I know you do so much on social media. So what's your favorite platform to connect with the plant community? Instagram, probably. Um, it's not, it's not our largest following by any means. And that's probably actually our smallest but it's so vast and honestly because TikTok is so big for us i try not to get on plant TikTok <laughs> because yeah. 
too much. Like I have to have something different, you know, throughout my day. Yeah. So my, my TikTok has very little plants, if any at all on it. So Instagram is kind of where I come for like, um, for, for a lot of the plant stuff. I love the creativity that's on Instagram still. Um, and although I may not be connecting as far as making content, a lot of content on Instagram or talking to a lot of people on Instagram, I'm consuming a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, my favorite too. It's, I consume a lot of things that I don't practice like bonsai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the different things that you do on social media. So I know you're doing something every Wednesday at 630, Facebook lives, you do free educational classes. So tell us about that. Yeah. So when we very first started, I was talking about Tanner the Planter, and that was like our online business. Uh, we would do uh, one of the things we did for our online customers was to just do a live plant every once a week. We would do it. And that's basically my wife and I, we get on Facebook Live on Tanner the Planter and we choose like 30 of our favorite plants and we just talk about them and give people the the opportunity to buy them if they like. Um, and so when we opened the store, we didn't really feel like we could get rid of that because that was, you know, these people buying these plants on the sale was the reason we could open up a brick and mortar store in the first place. So we couldn't just leave them high and dry. So we still do that that weekly sale. We do it bi-weekly now because um, it was kind of getting to be too much. It's actually a big production. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a, I bet. Um, and so, but to supplement that, so one week we will do the, the live houseplant sale. And then the following Wednesday, we do a free educational class. And so it's, it's sale, education, sale, education. So we just stagger them like that. So what are the different topics that you cover in the educational class? Is it for newbies? Is it for more advanced? Is it for everybody? It's for, it's for everybody. And we try to keep it somewhat seasonal. Um, like in the springtime, we'll have uh, another repotting class. Um, you know, that's a big time for repotting. Yeah. So we go into all that and answer a bunch of questions. Each class is about an hour long, give or take, depending on how many questions there are. Um, but we cover everything. Of course, we try to cover um, a lot of things that are most popular topics, like how do I water properly? How do I get rid of fungus gnats? How do I determine light? Uh, how to separate and propagate and all the things. So it's really for everybody. We don't really get to, uh, I find that if I go too in-depth, people kind of go to sleep, you know, they yeah. just fix and how do I keep my snake plant alive? And they're happy with that. And that's a really good foundation and the base for people to enjoy the hobby and not be killing the plants anymore to really be able to benefit. So that's kind of what we like to do the education about. Just easy, popular stuff. That's amazing. So what are the different platforms our listeners can find you on? And what are those handles? Yeah, it would be Tanner the Planter on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That's nice and easy. So Tanner the Planter, everybody go check out all the amazing things he's doing. Tune in for a class or two. Really awesome stuff. So thank you for joining us today. We are going to wind it down. We always end with a trivia or riddle question, though. So last week's trivia question, we'll see if you can guess it, Tanner. Okay. What kind of flowers live between your nose and your chin? Between your nose and your chin, flowers, tulips. Oh, my God. You got it right away. Yes. <laughs> get it tulips oh my god this week's 
I don't have the answer. So you can still guess. We, we won't know until next week what the correct answer is. What do you get when an apple and a Christmas tree have a baby? Oh, man. An apple and a Christmas tree. Is it, is it Johnny Appleseed? <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Um, we will find out next week. Drop your best guesses in the comment section or the review. If you guess correctly, you'll get entered to win a prize. So tune in next week on Friday for that answer. Thank you again, Tanner. Can't wait to catch up with you on social media. And thank you for being with us. This podcast is brought to you by Soul Tech Solutions, Domasi Home, and Steel City Plant Company. Thanks, everybody.